Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nocho Prano. Good morning, Andy. It's a big day for you, man. It's a day you were... Mets, two of three from the Yanks. Big day, dog. It's that day you came out of your mother's vagina. Yeah, that's... that's Yeah. You know, I... I used to do a bit, you know, my birthday bit uh, that I used to do in my stand-up. And for a long time, I tried, not for a long time, I should say for a short time, a couple times I was like trying to work in like, you know, these, my bits always about how girls overdo their birthday. And it's like, you didn't even do anything on your birthday. Like, I feel like your birthday should be call your mom day. It should be like, everybody call my mom and tell my mom good job today. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I appreciate the Venmos and the, uh, you know, the, the Miller light shout outs and I appreciate all that stuff, but it's like, I didn't do anything today. I was just, you know, enjoying the, 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 the warm darkness and then, uh, you know, clawed my way to the light. She did all the work. I feel like birthdays should be mom celebration days. And I also feel like, the women back then, I can already see women getting mad at me now. Yeah. Had a lot more work to do. Back and it, then, like my mom gave birth in the in the wagon in the old West. No, but even even in the 70s and 80s, it was different. I feel like women were on maybe less medication. It was more natural. I could be completely wrong. I know nothing about this stuff. I'm yeah. just assuming. I can't yeah. imagine pumping something out of your body like that. I just assume my mom was smoking a parliament light and just, you know, not even blinking, <laughs> but you know, my joke was always about like girls go fucking haywire for their birthday. Like it's my birthday. It's like, what did you fuck this? You have, you've accomplished nothing. All you did was survive. Well, yeah, I think with men, especially when we hit in our forties, we start, getting depressed and we evaluate our lives i think i think that's the difference women are just like we're getting drunk bitches well I, claw. I, I must be some sort of uh old soul because my birthdays made me depressed and retrospective since i was about 11 just sitting there at 11 no you know no mustache no you're hair gonna, on my chest you're yet. gonna squeeze it remember squeeze it yeah just point you know <laughs> put putting a little bourbon in my squeeze it and just being like, man, just getting old. Haven't even had my growth spurt yet. Already over this life. <laughs> That's what we should bring back. Squeeze it. That was the official drink of my packed lunches for grade school. Squeeze it. We were on oh. a big squeeze it family. What were you guys drinking? I don't, that's a great question. I mean, I remember squeeze it. I remember, I remember a lot of other kids had squeeze. Just the packaging on a squeeze it looks pretty good. I was always like, mm, I want one of them squeeze it. Well, think about it. It's shaped like a like a bottle. Yeah. 
you twist off the plastic top, they're basically pushing, you could argue they're pushing some sort of soda slash alcohol resemblance. Yeah. Capri Sun, what'd you guys do? You who? Uh, we had some Capri Suns back in the day for sure. Um, a lot. My mom, my mom loved Sunny going Delight? to- no, never Sunny Delight. My mom used to go all the time. She'd get us like, like she would never make us lunch in time. And then she'd have to like go to the deli. So it was a lot of like cartons of Tropicana uh, orange juice. Yeah. Okay. I gotcha. We, we definitely had, we definitely Snapples, had Snapples as we yeah. got a little bit older. Snapples were huge. I mean, can you remember Snapple like dominated and then just fell off? I think one kid smoked the remnants at the bottom of a Snapple bottle one time and lost his mind and they were like all right no more snapple did that really happen i don't know but remember it'd be like made from the best stuff on earth and you'd be like is that the best stuff right there at the bottom of the bottle snap yeah snapple was high end though yeah that was you know it's in a glass bottle that was some high end shit yeah i think it started in new york too so it was it was so huge back in our in the day raspberry iced tea peach iced tea i couldn't sleep when i was in high school and i realized at some point like through you know some reflection. I was like, oh, maybe it's the 11 Snapples I drink a day. It's a lot of sugar. <laughs> yeah. A lot of caffeine. I gave my brother's kids, my little brother's kids juice boxes. I don't know. Sometime in the last few months, they'd never had a juice box. And, and, and I also gave them like the organic, legit, healthy kind. And they're like, what is this? What we do just, they drink? Just water? Water. My, you know, my, you know, my brother's, I think he's pretty strict about that stuff. A little, a little different. And being a dentist, I know he watches the sugar intake yeah. and a little different, but I was like, you've never had a juice box. One of them is nine. It reminded me of the time my family was really good friends with another family and the wife was a dietitian, and we were on vacation with their family in South Carolina. And my older brother said, you want a Twinkie? And the kid is like, I don't know, six or seven. And he goes, what's a Twinkie? And our whole family was like, like, you don't know what a Twinkie is because of his mom. They ate so healthy. Yeah. I actually but felt sorry for him. It's, it's, but it's always those. I was just talking about this yesterday. It's always, it's always the people who don't let you do like those people end up being crazy because then they like go seeking it out. You know, it's like I was saying yesterday, it's like the Catholic schoolgirl theory. Like, you know, the kids, the kids who are not allowed to eat this or anything like I, I, I've told the story on the, on the podcast before. We had a neighbor growing up. And, and we went over there to her house one time and she, her, her parents were so strict, no, no candy snacks, no juice boxes, no soda. And then she was like, Hey, let's go hang out up in my room. And we were like, yeah. And she's like, do you guys want candy? And we we're like, you have candy. She literally took out like a faux piece of the floor and had like, had like buried like a thousand <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups. And I was like, what is happening? She's like, my dad calls me fat, so I'm not allowed to have candy, but I sneak it up here. I hide it during, you know, I, she's like, I save all my Halloween candy. She's and like, you know what happened? Trick or treating without them. I was you like, oh, Jesus. You know what happened to that girl? Probably she, dead of diabetes. She became the girl who blew all the Phoenix Suns, and now they're in the finals. It's crazy. When, when you are strict. Good segue. I like it. Yeah. You create a girl like that. What about the Reese's? <laughs> Sons Bucks. What got, about the cups? <laughs> we got our final set. And the Suns are the favorites. Yep. Suns. I like it. I think the Suns are the favorites. I mean, obviously, Giannis being hurt and 
you know, his, his status questionable, even if he returns, what's his level of play. I think that's a huge factor. I know they played great without him, um, closed out that series. They, they really did. And we both didn't think that the supporting cast could do it. And they literally did it. Yeah. And like, you know, the, the first couple, the, the, the last three games of the series, I mean, you go, you go, Giannis goes down with Trey Young out. Uh, the the Hawks win the game. It just like it just went totally backwards. I was like, wow, without them, without them both, I was like, that's the only chance the Hawks have. But you know, the Bucks stepped it up, and I think this is a better finals. Like I would, a Hawks Suns finals, I think you know is is a pitiful. It's a ratings disaster. It's an interest disaster. I just don't think there's enough storylines in that. Like, you know, I, I just don't like it. So I, I like, I'm happy that it went this way, especially of the, I think we talked about it, you know, last week or two weeks ago or whatever of the conference finals. This is the best matchup we could have had. Like this sure. is better than box Clippers. This is better than Hawks Clippers. This is better than Hawks Suns. So I'm excited for it. I actually think that of all you know, the ways this could have gone, uh, obviously with the big teams out with the, you know, Lakers getting hurt and, you know, Sixers failing as expected, like this is a fun finals. I'm into it. And I was just saying the other day about this finals, it's like when you go back in the eighties, if you think about like the late eighties is the Pistons, right. And then the middle of the eighties is Celtics Lakers. Right. But when you go in there, when you like dive in to like the, the teams, it's like you have these random, you have, I forget the seasons in the eighties, but like you have like a Sixers Blazers. And you're like, what, what the fuck is that? Like just the, the random thing. And then uh, I feel like this is going to be that season in our, in our like decade. That's well, going to be what, what this they, is. They did an article somewhat similar on that on the ringer of every five years. Okay. And, and they went back a while, at least 25, 30 years. And it's true of a team who hasn't won in a long time or never won. And it, it, it's gone this way every five years. Okay. 2016 was the Cavs winning. 2011 was um, the Mavs winning. 2006 was the Heat's first title. Um, I forget nine, but like I'm saying, it was like it was it was doing every five years a team who hasn't won in a long time or their first title. Mm -hmm. So we are on pace with that with this championship, and I think you look at the health, and and that's going to be the main thing if you if you look at this finals. But I, I see a lot of people saying like. Chris Paul, is he going to continue playing well? His health, and can he hold up? Right. I mean, I think the the thing with Chris Paul, obviously he had he had some he had a huge scoring game to close it out. He's had some big scoring games. But the thing with Chris Paul is I don't think Chris Paul has to dominate from a scoring standpoint for the Suns to win. Like he still can be the floor general. Like I think a hobbled Chris Paul is better than a hobbled Giannis. Yeah. You know? Well, this is his chance, man. Right? Chris this Paul's chance. 
this is his last chance. I'm just going to say it. he's never going to get a shot like this. See, I disagree. And here's why. Uh, I think that this Chris Paul, I, I like the, I like the Suns. I think the Suns win this. I'll probably be wrong, but I like him. And you know, he's odds on favorite for a finals MVP. Oh, I, I didn't know that. I think, uh, I think if the Suns win this championship, I'm sorry. The, the idea of signing Chris Paul to his, you know, he wants three more years, hundred million dollars. I think that would be a reckless decision by the Suns. You have gotten here on the strength of a young team with an older, you know, leader. And yes, you could give Chris Paul, whether they win or lose, you could reward Chris Paul by being like, Hey man, why don't you finish your career here? Why don't you pay, play three more years with us and we'll give you the hundred million. But I think that if you are the Suns and you have seen that your talent can get you to the NBA finals, the idea of not building around the young guys and spending that hundred million dollars more smartly um, would be a bad decision. And, and that being said, if Chris Paul wins with the Suns this year, and in my opinion, they make a smart decision and say, thank you for the championship. You've taught these young guys how to win. You've, you've, you've made a foundation for us. We're going to let you go get $100 million somewhere else. He could then jump to a team and be the leader on another championship team. I mean, if, you know, there's all this talk of like, oh, what if the Lakers trade for Lillard? Like, what if the Lakers just signed Chris Paul? Yeah, I don't know the financial implications of that if they have the right cap space. We've seen this, we've seen this a million times though. Like these teams make it work. Right? Yeah. Like you got Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and Harden. Well, that leads me to my next point. We're talking about Chris Paul. I want to talk about Giannis's chances. Now he finally got to the finals. He's in the prime of his career. However, that Brooklyn team was unhealthy all year. They're going to be together for a minute. You talk about a guy who this is his chance to like, when, when is going to be his next chance? We all know how hard it is. Yeah, it's really hard, but he's 26. The prime of an athlete's career at this point is, you know, he's in the, he's in the early stages. He's two years. He's, he's got two fine, two MVPs. So obviously you can't say he's not in his prime, but there's growth to be had. I feel like a lot of guys get their get championship shots at the end of their primes because, you know, they learn to win and they don't have to be as excellent personally, but they, you know, whatever, like Giannis is going to have 10 years of opportunities. This isn't the, this isn't the last time, you know, yeah, I'm not saying it'll be out. I'm not saying it's the last time I'm saying it's a, it's a very good early career opportunity. To Absolutely. Get a chip. I mean, listen, you're in the finals. Anything is possible. Yeah. So, you know, the idea that it's ludicrous, the idea that, you know, the Suns are a sure thing to win this championship. They're not. I think this is going to be a great series. Suns in what? I say Suns in six or seven. Okay. I'll go Suns in seven. Again, Giannis's health. Although, although even if Giannis plays, how healthy is he playing? Right. See, my thing with Sun, the reason I lean towards Suns and Six 
is because I hate saying somebody and like truly the the idea to me a seven game series is it is a coin flip like if this goes to seven regardless of where seven game seven happens regardless of what happens in game six regardless of if, if a team was down three out like I don't care what the situation in game seven is anything can happen sure like if these two teams play you know a three three series and then it's and then and then randomly, you know, the entire Bucks team comes down with COVID, and they do, and they replace them with the Charlotte Hornets. I would say it's still a coin flip. Well, game like seven, point, it's just it's just one game. Yeah. So I hate saying like, "Oh, Suns and seven. It's like, sure, well, Suns and seven is may as well be Bucks and seven. Well, I'm going so Suns and six. It'd also be a home game. Yeah. Not the teams haven't lost the seventh home game. Right. Game seven home game. I'm going to play a conspiracy real quick. It has nothing to do with either team, but say, uh, you know, I love entertaining conspiracies. This one probably definitely is not true, but I'll play it. It is a uh, LeBron conspiracy with, okay. the, with the playoffs. What's up, fellas? This is Jew Boy. I'm calling with um, a little conspiracy theory involving two of the most talked about things on this podcast. Um, LeBron James and amusement parks. So this past weekend, LeBron James was at Magic Mountain um, doing some publicity for his new movie. Um, only thing that made me think of is if he was still in the playoffs, he wouldn't be able to do any of this stuff. And his movie comes out next week, which if he had been in the finals, they were, they'd still be playing during that time period. Um, he wouldn't be able to do any publicity. So a little conspiracy that uh, maybe, you know, his ankle really wasn't hurt and, um, you know, needs to go and get this movie out there to the masses. And um, one other thing is I'm actually taking a shit right now and set up a, inside of a Bed Bath & Beyond. A um, little wow. day out with the family buying some new bedding. Um, in the Beyond. What's the worst place you've ever taken a shit? Later. By the way, I love you. How many times have we discussed the worst place we've taken a shit? I feel yeah. like that's that's been a top that's five. One. Yeah, that's a top five call. Worst place you've taken a shit. I don't really want to address that because we've addressed it. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to debunk your theory right away. If LeBron was in the finals, that would be even better for Space Jam too. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. They'd be running Space Jam now. I watch everything streaming. I know you watch everything on cable. No, but it's 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 YouTube TV. It's still streaming. Okay. Okay. So. I get, I, th I feel like we get different commercials than you do if you watch, you know, direct cable spectrum. I agree. I haven't, I haven't seen a lot of Space Jam 2 commercials. I've seen a fair amount, not a I've ton. I've seen a few, but I, but like, I feel like if LeBron was in, it would be a oh, whole yeah. different thing. But also, I don't know. Maybe people are out there and they're like, bro, what are you talking about? I see a Space Jam 2 commercial every commercial break. Sure. And also, they could do a cross promotion and they would, and they'd say, LeBron, you know, trying to get his fifth title. Also see him starring in Space Jam 2. The, the cross promotion that they could do, 100%. I mean, Lola Bunny would be starting for the Lakers in game six if they were in the NBA finals. She might like, shoot better. Guard. She might shoot better than Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> she can't shoot worse. Yeah, so I think I think we can debunk that that theory. By the way, I, I'm convinced Bron Bronny James is is... He's not like 
Oh boy, here we go. Are you are you are you calling? Are you going to say Bronny James not going to be good? You watch? No, did you no. did you watch his one missed jump shot on Instagram this weekend? And no, no, no. I watched him the Trey Young. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to put the Ruther curse on him. I just think he's got so much to live up to, and I think I'm going to call. Le- I think LeBron's a helicopter dad from what I was watching. It's like, dude, like. It's funny. He's saying, don't make this about me, but you are making like, I don't know. You, you should like hide in the corner when your kids plant. I just, I was thinking of the Mannings when I was watching that. F- famously helicopter dad family that has ruined their children's success. <laughs> no, I'm saying, I think Archie handled it well. Yeah. Look how, look how but, his, but, but again, we, you know, the, the think about the different. age. Yeah. Do we know that Archie Manning wasn't the fucking on the sidelines at, you know, at the school they all went to in New Orleans, hollering shit. I mean, he probably wasn't. I don't think Archie was. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I feel like this, this poor kid. And if there's one thing that we can say I, the, about the, the, pres- James, the, the, the pressure James family, it's like the pressure they probably won't be able to handle the pressure starting at 16. Well, that's his dad. I just think the pressure this kid has. But also, you mean, you talk about the Mannings, like LeBron's been through it you know, to the 10th degree, like his, his Bronny's not even getting as much attention as LeBron got. LeBron's like, here's how you handle it, dude. I don't know. I don't know if I'd agree with that with social media, but, but again, LeBron is rare in that, that he handled the pressure. Unlike anyone that has ever had to deal with that's, that's a fact for sure. But I just think, are, are two of them going to be able to handle that in the same family? Well, I mean, the idea of, you know, I feel bad for the kid. He's got a lot of pressure, man. Right. I mean, the, 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 the thing is he'll never be his dad. I mean, like, think about it this way. Imagine if Archie Manning had had Peyton Manning's career and Peyton Manning had had Archie Manning's career. That would be, that's, I think more reason. like Archie wasn't the greatest of all time. You know, he was a good, he was certainly a great college player. He's one of the greatest college players of all time. And he's one of the greatest escape artists slash survive the NFL on a dog shit team players of all time. And he was certainly a, a you know, a great NFL quarterback, Yeah, but he wasn't Dan Marino, you know, sure. it wasn't, you know, like Peyton Manning, you know, is the LeBron James of quarterbacks. Essentially. He had all the pressure and all the thing and he came out and he delivered. And I just think there's, you know, Bronny James isn't, I can, I can say this, and this isn't me, Ruth or cursing him. Bronny James will never be considered the single greatest basketball player in the history of the sport. You're probably right. I'm like, you know, I mean that that's like the chances of me being wrong are so much more minuscule than anything. Sure. I agree. I mean, so, so the, like, you know, living up to his dad's going to be impossible, but being, you know, if he makes it to the NBA and he scores 12 points a game for, you know, six seasons, Dude, you fucking delivered. Sure. Well, in other NBA news, my dear friend, Rachel Nichols finds herself in a little hot water over the weekend. I heard, or I didn't even hear, I saw the one quote. I'm going to play the, I'm going to play the audio. By the way, I'm going to defend her for a second. The audio isn't that bad. In my opinion, uh, the only quote I saw, it just seemed like she was she she opens it up with she's great. You're trying to fucking correct things. Just don't do it at my expense. And I think that's totally reasonable. 
I agree. So I'm going to play the audio. This this is the only audio that I've heard. Again, it's a little, you know, it's a little grainy. It's not the best, but this is the audio. It's only 58 seconds. Hold on. Let me get it queued up. All right. This is bad. I shouldn't play this because you guys can't understand. I'll I can't, just read. I can't yeah, understand. Yeah, sorry. I, I can tell your face. I, I that, that was stupid yeah. by me. Okay. She said, if you need to give, this is referring to Maria Taylor. If you need to give her more things to do because you are feeling pressure about your crappy longtime record on diversity, which she's referring to ESPN and the execs, which by the way, I know personally from the female side of it, like go for it. Just find it somewhere elsewhere as in don't replace me. First of all, I've never been a Rachel Nichols fan ever, but I think she's a hundred percent right. It's like, you know, think about all the ESPN personalities over the years that you're like, bro, I can, how much of this guy do I need to fucking see? And then, you know, you're you're cutting her time and like and also the diversity thing when it comes to, you know, uh, two women. It's like. Still to this day, like you only ever had a female co-anchor of Sports Center. You know what I mean? Scott Van Pelt does that shit alone every day. Like you're never like women are still at ESPN, like the sideline reporters, the beat reporters, the whatever. They're sitting between two guys moderating a head talking head show. They're like, what? you know, Rachel Nichols has certainly elevated herself. And I never understood it. I'm not in Rachel Nichols. Fan, oh, I'm not like. But like at the same time, the idea is like, hey, we need to make more room for other people. Let's cut Rachel Nichols again. From my perspective, I'm not a fan. So it's like I would cut her out of talent. Sure. But, but the idea of like, hey, you know, we need to take a little bit away from you. But Scott Van Pelt's going to fucking host SportsCenter every night forever. Well, I've never been a big fan. In fact, I have been very adamant. I think I think she's trash. I think she's uninteresting. I'm Rachel Nichols, ESPN. She's very uninteresting to me. I, I'll say this. I think this is just my opinion. I think Maria Taylor's better. This is just this is just this is just me, my observation. But based- but again, the 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 conversation is we shouldn't be having the conversation because there's so many other people that I can't stand that are like useless waste. Like, but but look at Rachel. My thing is this too. Also, I think Maria Taylor's better. Again, these are all just my opinions. I think Maria Taylor's better looking. She's younger. That's a fact. The truth is, these women get replaced with younger, more attractive women. They do. Right. And Rachel Nichols is in her late 40s. I'm not saying she looks bad or looks old. She doesn't. But again, again, here's the thing. Scott Van Pelt looks like he survived, you know, uh, like Chernobyl. Scott, Scott Van Pelt is clear. Scott Van Pelt looks like Tom Hanks at the end of Philadelphia. But but we're, we're also talking about hosting the NBA Finals should, you know, we're that's almost to me a different story because that's Sports Center. We're talking about the host of the NBA Finals countdown show 
pregame, right. halftime, post. But my point is, is like th- they've made that like this is where we're gonna stick our woman. And I, I am here to say, like, I don't, I don't care to defend the diversity thing. I don't care to defend the equal. T- I'm just saying, I understand. Rachel Nichols is 100% right because she's saying you guys are trying to find a way to shoehorn her in and you're doing it at the expense of one of the few other women on your network. It's like if you care about diversity, you should be looking anywhere else. That's what she's saying. And I'm not a Rachel Nichols fan. She's 100% right, though, because there's a lot of trash ESPN talent. And now they're like, well, this is the only place we can fit a woman in. It's like, listen, at this point, if we're doing the whole diversity thing, let a woman like if they were like Rachel Nichols, Maria Taylor is going to host the NBA thing. And you're now going to host the morning sports center. She'd be like, I'm in. I think the problem is. And you see it firsthand. And I've been critical of a lot of these organizations they they put on this front. And a lot of it's bullshit. Oh, 100 percent. And these corporations. Like a lot of people, it might be just stand for nothing. It's it's. I shouldn't let it annoy me, and it does at times, but I was actually just explaining to somebody that I go, I go when, you, when you're a company. And you. You know, for pride, you have the you have the rainbow flag, then you have the pink ribbon for cancer. Then you have the yellow ribbon for support the troops. Then you have BLM. I'm like, dude, you guys don't stand for shit. Like you're just trying to capitalize on everyone, which I get you're a business, but it's all for show. And I, and I think that's a problem with what ESPN has been doing, right? They're pushing this agenda. And then behind the scenes, things are leaking where they're saying things that are contrary to what they're saying. And it's obviously not a good look for them. And I've, I read into this story, you know, a lot of people were heated when this came out because this came out within the organization and within right. their talent a long time ago. And this audio is leaked from last finals. So right. 2020. So I, look, I agree. Like I, I, I'm not a Rachel Nichols person, but I understand, I understand her viewpoint. Like, She's getting thrown under the bus as like a racist, but she didn't she didn't say anything. She said everything that she should have said about it. She's like, oh, you guys have a terrible history of diversity. And now you're taking it out. You're, you're trying to make up for it. And you're doing it at the expense of like maybe a slightly less, uh, you know, like mistreated group, but still like certainly a mistreated group at ESPN. She's like, hey, maybe just let me and her both do things and stop, you know, letting Tariko finger finger people through the window of cars like you know what i mean like it's like we don't you guys have so many other issues like to you're, you're fixing it in the worst way you possibly can yeah and, so and also and, and like look at the flip side of the coin dude the the tnt crew the 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 inside the nba crew on the on the regular on a on the the majority of it there's not a woman in sight and it's just like no one says shit, and it's the best group ever. And they have a documentary about how great their fucking show is. Yeah. Well, I, I think you know, in the bigger picture, this is where things get complicated on so many of these issues we're discussing 
just today as a country on, on hirings and on merits and all these different issues to me are, are like, this is a microcosm of the discussion that's being handled today. And it, I'll tell you what, man, I, I think ESPN at this point, and we've talked about this, they are the old antiquated model. I just, I don't watch that. That's what I'm saying. That's what, ESPN except for the games, but that's what I'm saying. I don't watch a second before. I don't watch a second after because I'm the same way that and, that, and that's my point of like the old model, just the old model in general, dude, dude, the new model is personalities who aren't scared to say shit. Yeah. Or overly produced models like a Stephen A. Smith, Max Kellerman, uh, Skip Bayless that are scripted shows that they use for social media hot takes. Right. You, YouTube it's al- also horrible. <laughs> I totally agree. So, so that like, that's the new model of sports. There's no, there's no, like, I don't know. Like I, I would love to know. That's a great question. Cause neither of us are who's watching, excuse me, who's watching. And I have nothing against Scott Van Pelt, by the way. I think, I think he's really good at what he does, but who is watching sports center? I am never watching it. I don't have anything against Scott Van Pelt either, except for like, I don't like none of like, it's not interesting to me. He's not funny. It's not Patrick and Kilborn. It's not like, I don't tune in because I'm like, Oh, he's making my highlights better. I don't need his old ass friend who like it's, it's got such a bill Simmonsy vibe of like cousin Jacko. Uh, my buddy here is uh, it's time for bad beats with this fucking other ugly ass guy you've never heard of. And like, no, did you have a bad beat this week? It's like, it's just such, it's just such circle jerk vibes. He doesn't make it interesting. I don't need to get highlights from sports center anymore. I get highlights on the internet. Like I, 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 I can go to, I can click on the app. I use the ESPN app. I'll click on yeah. the app. I'll click on the game. I'll click on the highlights. I'll click on the box score. I'll click on whatever. I get it all on my fingertips. I don't need Scott Van Pelt doing some, you know, 20-minute suck fest on Tiger Woods every time there's a golf tournament. I don't need, like, you You have these things where now it's like this, this thing about, like, here's what I'm a fan of, and we're going to lean in. We're going to talk a lot of Maryland football. It's like back in the day – Patrick and Kilburn were just funny, given the highlights in a funny way. Or or Patrick and Olbermann. Yeah. And and like I just don't need it anymore. Um, and it's like boring. And like I don't watch ESPN. I, I started tip off, the buzzer goes off, I turn it off. I agree. GNT, different. I watch their pregame, same I watch thing. their postgame. Yes, sir. I don't put on music at halftime. Yes, I sir. watch those guys. I agree. And, and, and you know what the other thing is, is like, they don't just find old players. They find old players. Like how many ESPN, like you just talk about like the football crew, like, oh, like a defensive back who played fucking five seasons and has no personality whatsoever. Like Ryan Clark is the same thing to me as this guy is that guy as the whatever. Like, I don't care. You're not I- interesting. I couldn't agree more. I I think that's really spot. The idea on. you go at ESPN and you have Ryan Clark and you go to the NFL Network and you got Deion Sanders. I'm like, get fucked. I like. You're right. And and, and there, Ryan Clark wasn't an interesting player. He's not an interesting person. Exactly. And and I, I think that in lies the problem with ESPN. 
the, the talent they're putting up there. And you're right. I'm the same way. TNT, I watch. I want to know what those guys have to say. And they'll say some crazy shit at times. ESPN is so scared to, this is just, this is what it is. They're so scared to hire somebody to say some wacky shit. And even like, even like the, the funniest thing about Paul Pierce was that he didn't do anything crazy on air. He did. And I won't even call it crazy. He did his whole strippers and blunts thing off the show. Yeah. He was never interesting on air. But I have meanwhile, no Stephen A. Smith says wild shit all the time. And you're like, who are you to say anything? Yeah. And I have no problem with Jalen Rose, but I couldn't agree more. I, I am not I like watching. Jalen Rose. I, I like do Jalen too. Rose. I do Great. too. But and maybe it's unfair to Jalen Rose, but he's no Charles Barkley. He's no Shaquille O'Neal. Right. It, it doesn't even compare. And I think. And, th- and then when ESPN has a good personality like Jalen Rose, they take Jalen Rose and they put him on a show, and Jalen Rose is talking about football. It's talking about baseball. And you're like, bro, I definitely don't ever need to hear that. Yeah, I don't know. They got they got a major problem over there, and they're obviously cutting talent. There's a dispute now with Maria Taylor on what she wants to get paid. She wants Stephen A. Smith money, which is five million a year, I think. I don't know what Maria Taylor's on. I don't watch any of it. I don't know where I would know, like. She, she does NBA what? and college football. Okay, was she doing NFL for a minute? No, she she's the main she's the main host for or she does all the main primetime college football sideline yeah. games and then she's the in-studio host for good. and by NBA. the way good give her Stephen a smith's money shoot Stephen a smith into the sun i never need to see Stephen a smith again that's preposterous everything everything <laughs> that's wrong with steve everything that's wrong with steven everything that's wrong with espn is embodied in Stephen a smith if chris paul wins this championship not only is he the greatest point guard in the history of the NBA, but let's just talk about, I mean, Steve Nash never got to a finals. Steve Nash never won the finals in Phoenix. Two MVPs, I don't care. I think if Chris Paul wins this championship, they should retire his number in Phoenix, and they should also retire Steve Nash's number from being retired. And put up 13 and three for Chris Paul, the greatest Phoenix Suns point guard in history. I also think Chris Paul might be the best athlete in the history of sports named Chris or Paul. <laughs> I mean, let's talk about it. Who's up for, who's even in the Paul Hornig playing in a leather helmet? Chris Collinsworth doesn't even have an H in his name. Talk to Tell me Chris ain't the best Chris or the best Paul to ever play an organized sport. About Chris Carter. Absolutely not. Again, again no H. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Retire Chris Paul's name and number across all sports. Joe Ingles, best Utah Jazz player of all time. Am I here doing hot takes? Am I trying to get clicks? No. I think Joe Ingles is better than Carl Malone. Put it on the internet. <laughs> Giannis Antetokounmpo? 
Easily the best Giannis of all time. Maybe the best Buck of all time. Who else are we talking about? Buck Williams? Did he even play for the Bucks? Joe Buck? Racist old white man? I actually think I heard that rant before. I think, yeah. I think it, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, that's essentially a repeat. what Stephen A. Smith does at this point. He just says the most wild shit you could possibly imagine. People click on it and go, this is ludicrous. And somehow ESPN makes money off of it. Well, again, it, it is. It's the, it's not the actual TV views. It's the YouTube channel and the traffic they get on their social media is through the roof. And like you said, I'm, I'm just like you, man. I can't even watch Reds games this year because of that contract dispute. I'm always in the ESPN app updating the score, the pitch count, whatever it is. And obviously we see, we see, I don't know if you've noticed, I have noticed a huge ad increase on the app or from going to the box score or a recap of a game, the yeah, video X out of a video that's popping up. You gotta, it used to not like I'm saying every year and I get it. It's money. Like I'm not, they got to do what they got to do. But I think that's what's happening is they're, they're pivoting more into that stuff because yeah. Who, who's, who's watching this shit? Like, like it's just, you, you guys, I don't know. It's interesting. You, you know, they're owned by Disney. So I don't know if that means they, they want to keep it a little cookie cutter with their personalities and TNT can go a little rogue, but yeah, it sucks too because that's what we're stuck with during the NBA Finals. They're they're not bringing on Suns and Four guy or no the uh, the team Harlot. Did I just say Harlot? Yeah, I yeah. Did. It's a good Bible term, isn't it? Isn't that, the, isn't that what they call prostitutes back then? Harlots? Uh, I don't know. I haven't read the Bible in a long time. Yeah, I think it was Harlot. An old school. I mean, I know what the term harlot means. I just don't know if it appeared in the Bible. Is prostitution really the oldest profession? That's what they say. Yeah, that's what they call it. Like, does that mean a woman or man, don't want to discriminate? Yeah. Was prostituting themselves in caves? Uh, probably. I mean, I mean, think about the barter situation. Like, I went out and got some meat. I'll give you some meat if you give me some meat, you know? Yeah, it's fascinating. Okay, moving right along from Rachel Nichols to Trevor Bauer updates. Ooh, Trevor Bauer. He has been placed on a... By the seven- way, it's a, a lot, I, I got a lot more of that story after we did our episode. I was like, damn, okay, it's a little aggressive, more aggressive than I had originally thought. But I, I my thought on the whole thing remains the same but tell everybody this this situation right now so he's been placed on an administrative leave which i love it sounds like something you would give to a professor at a university yeah he's a baseball pitcher where he's paid for seven days and now major league baseball is trying to investigate they want to speak directly with the woman and also with bauer himself and obviously they are going to be discussing any of these things with the Pasadena police department as well. It was definitely aggressive, but it's still one of those things where I don't know, right? Like we don't know what went on. I mean, did, did you read the texts? 
I did read the text. Here's where the text. Because she said she was turned on when she was passing out, which I was like, what the fuck? That's fine. Here's here's where here's the stuff I didn't know, which is like so him making decisions about what she was going to be okay with and what she was not going to be okay with when she was literally unconscious. That is taking shit to a next level. Did he do that for sure? That's that's that was the thing. Punched her until she like passed out and then or choked her till she passed out and then she woke up to him doing stuff to her that she was like whoa what the fuck is this and also listen uh i I said it before i'll say it again like i'm not kink shaming anybody and i'm also not like like cool you know if this is what you're into be into it but like if this is what you're into and you set it up with all this stuff like have a fucking plan going in you know what i mean I, and also, let me say this about the situation. The last people I want investigating is Major League Baseball. Oh, yeah. Why don't you just say what? What? Here's what I would do if I were the commissioner. If I were the commissioner, I would say, listen, if. Pasadena PD decides to press charges, we're going to do this. If he gets convicted, we're going to do this. If this happens, we're going to do this. Let people whose job it is to investigate do the investigating. You know me. I don't fucking trust cops at all, but I trust them more than I trust major league baseball investigators. I think if you said, Hey man, to a, to a fucking police detective, these uh, there's here's 2000 people. Some of them are taking performance enhancing drugs and some of them aren't, they would get to the bottom of it faster than major league baseball figured it out in 25 years. Like major league baseball. I don't trust them to do anything now major league baseball is investigating what does that look like angel hernandez can't even get fucking balls and strikes right yeah this is just a bad situation all around i mean is major league baseball's investigation of trevor bauer like looking at his belt and looking at his hat like that's like that's literally what i like I just, I, I just don't, again, do, do what you want sexually. I don't care. It's none of my business, but be smart. Like, why are you, if you're Trevor Bauer and you're already a very outspoken guy who a lot of people dislike, why are you putting yourself in a situation where you're getting this physical and rough during sex? But everything we know about Trevor Bauer is psychotic egomaniac, Right. Yeah. How about this? If you're a major league baseball player, why do you have a fucking YouTube channel? Bro, how much attention do you need, dog? You're rich. I can't I mean, even post. I can't even I can't even fucking be bothered to post on YouTube. And it's like, what would give me a career? Well, Trevor Bowers posting vlogs. I don't know. You're a hundred millionaire. I don't care that he has a YouTube channel. I don't care if he, like, I, don't I don't care, but my, I, I don't care. But my point is it's very telling. I, I think the problem with a lot of these athletes and I understand, I'm not saying I'm, ju- I'm not justifying it, but I'm saying I understand it is the invincibility that a lot of these athletes have and the millions of dollars and everyone wants to be around them and take pictures with them and throw themselves at their feet. If they're attractive women, I get it. And I, and I think that invincibility, you see it time and time again. It's not just athletes. It's anyone in power, right? 
and you see it, whether it's a politician or a celebrity and they feel invincible. And, and it's, it's always sex that brings people down. I mean, it always is. And I know as a man, it's a weakness. It, it's what, it's what brings us down and we make the stupidest decisions. And th these are just reckless decisions. It's always this. It's like you are Trevor Bauer. You're like, stop meeting people on Instagram. Yeah, it's it's just, you know, you're putting you don't know this person. I'm not blaming her at all, obviously. But like, you yeah, I'm not either. Your, you have put yourself in this. You, you both have put yourself in this position of like, now I want to like, why don't you get on a phone call? Why are you sending him like DM saying like, I love it when you choked me out. It's like a lot of stuff gets lost in translation. I Again, there it's so hard to to talk about this stuff without being without seeming like you're anti one thing or anti i am not king shaming guys do whatever you want but like you're a hundred million dollar pitcher have some paperwork yeah and and my advice as far as meeting online it's dicey for sure but and major league baseball is handling this like so wrong i know that there's an outcry for this, for that, but like, just be like, yo, this is above our pay grade. Like people do shit. Sometimes it's le like this, everything that happened in this relationship that they've talked about is borderline illegal, borderline, not illegal, depending on like who says they're down for what. If Pasadena PD says that he did something wrong, we will punish him. The idea that they're punishing him because she claimed it, and then people have outrage about it. I, by the way, I'm saying if Pasadena PD says, yeah, he assaulted this person, come over the top, suspend him for next year. Fine. Well, that's but that's but the, but the idea of suspending him for seven games when you don't know what happened just well, based he's, on he's getting paid. I mean, I mean, look, we live in a reactionary culture. We live in a culture that going back to corporations and they're essentially a corporation. They, they react to how people are reacting instead of maybe taking their due time and diligence on it. If I'm an athlete, I think, okay, take Trevor Bauer, for example. I get you want to meet girls online and it's easy and it's convenient, but this goes for any of these guys. Dude, you're a hundred million dollar pitcher the Los Angeles Dodgers. You live in Pasadena. Your safer bet, while not as convenient, is just to go to the local bar. Bro, that's, I mean, you know what your safest bet is? You're in Hollywood. Be like, you know who I'm the most attracted to is, you know, pick a celeb. You know who I am? You know who I'm absolutely in love with? Elizabeth Hurley. Call your agent, have her agent call her agent, and fucking have dinner. Like every relationship in the history of Hollywood. True. But I'm saying if he just wants to get his rocks off, you go down to a local bar, first drink in, you go to a bar that has attractive women. And, and the minute they know I'm a pitcher for the Dodgers, I just signed a hundred million dollar contract. You can have sex with anyone you want, dude. But I don't know, man. It, it's, it's, this, this is not going to end well from any side I feel because major league baseball doesn't know what they're doing. And right. they are the same league that investigated the Astros 
and gave a team a championship and didn't penalize any player for cheating an entire way to a World Series title. So I don't trust any of them. Right. I don't either. The idea that they're the idea that it's the idea that they suspended him or like put him on leave pending their investigation is so dumb. Yeah. Just well, just be up front and be like, here's the deal. This is it. clearly a legal matter. And we cannot here's you're also setting a precedent now of an accusation can get you suspended. Am I allowed to just be like, yo, uh, Bryce Harper assaulted me when the Mets Philly series is coming up. Like you're now, I, I am not saying she made it up. Clearly she didn't go to the, uh, you know, the hospital with cranial injuries. She didn't hit herself with a hammer. He did some fucked up shit, but the accusation that it was like, did he do it? And then ghost her. And now she's pissed off about it. Like you can't just do this. And the idea that major league baseball is going to investigate is ludicrous. Be like, we are waiting to hear what the Pasadena Police Department says. They are far more qualified than we are since we are unqualified in the history, in the 200 year history of our game to fucking penalize anybody properly. We're going to sit this one out. And the second they come back and they say, forget found guilty, we're, we're pressing charges. The second they press the charges, fine, you're suspended for the rest of the year. Come over the top. I don't care. Well, that won't happen either. They won't. It, he wouldn't be suspended for the rest right. of the year, I doubt. Correct. So they're fucking it up from every side again. That's what Major League Baseball does. Well, to pivot to the Olympics, Shakari Richardson has been suspended for 30 days for testing positive for THC via the International Olympic Committee. So this was big news on Friday. She's the, the flamboyant sprinter who everybody wanted to see the Olympics because of her, her hair, her nails, you know, her whole look. She is a fun person to watch, a fun person to run. And, and here we are. It was going to be, you know, obviously I don't know shit about the Olympics, but I know this was a hot story as far as people wanting to see her run and compete. And now she's only going to be able to compete on the relay team for the United States. So everyone's mad. And it's a stupid rule. I think we're going to both agree on that. She owned up to it. She's like, I fucked up. I'm human. Well, Which, yeah. And but 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 the, but she the only bigger, fucked up in the sense that she she fucked up in doing something that she knew could cost her. Exactly. But did she fuck up? Like, that's the other thing. Well, well obviously, you know, there's two things at play here. We, we have we have stupid rules. That again, the inter this isn't a USA thing. This is the International Olympic Committee has has set these precedents with rules of a zero tolerance of cannabis, even though it was legal in the state that she lives in. It's legal in 19 states now in America. It never should have been illegal in the first place. It should be legal everywhere. She should be able to rub it on herself with a cream. She should be able to take fucking thing. I mean, the amount of time, like between CBD cream, between THC tincture, between edibles, between that, that I'm taking during the, my course of my day. I'm, I never don't have traces of cannabis in my body for probably the last 20 years. 
Yeah, I mean, look. And guess what? It ain't a performance-enhancing drug because here I am. <laughs> Fuck, I'm performing from my fucking bedroom. Yeah, it's it's not. And again, to me, that's the issue. Now, she shouldn't have done it like like because it, it was on the rules. It doesn't mean the rules, right? But she knows that. So, again, two things are at play here. She effed up and she admitted it. But also, it's not a PED. It shouldn't be on the ban list. And to me, that's what people should be most angry about. But. We're all going to watch guys like, like my thing is like, and then there's the people who are defending it saying like, Oh, THC is one of the things that like people have used to mask other things. Like why would you use an illegal substance to mask another illegal substance? How fucking dumb do you have to be to make a claim like that? I just think that, you know, the bigger thing for me, I always say is, is the the culture or the stigma with cannabis and, and marijuana and, and, that's changing, but it definitely needs to change more. But we need to talk about, we don't need to talk about how things like the International Olympic Committee or the NFL or the NBA or baseball or any sports or soccer or whatever. We don't need to talk about how they should allow it. We need to talk about like how it fucking is helpful. Like, you guys have a lot of issues. Football has fucking injuries and pain recovery, CTE, PTSD, PTSD. You've got, you have, you have in the Olympics, kids as young as 13, 14, 15. Forget the fact that like 15 year olds regularly make Olympic teams. Okay. And I'm not saying 15 year olds should be smoking weed or fucking taking whatever, but I'm saying think, the, you know, I watched the Olympic swim trials and the one girl who made, you know, who took second behind Ledecky in like one of the distance swims, 15 year old. And she was like, she was like, I know I'm only 15, but you have no idea like how much hard work goes into this. Like, she's like, I have spent my whole life doing this. Yeah. Dude, the pressure. Sure. The idea that when that girl is 18, she can't take fucking get relaxed a, a, the joint. edible to yeah. chill the fuck out. She yeah. spent her whole life doing this. Like, let's not talk about how it's stupid that it's being punished. Let's not, let's talk about how you guys aren't fucking using this, that the NFL is going like, we'd rather people take fucking CBD cream than take Pills. opioids. Yeah. It's so stupid. Like, we're having a conversation about how like everybody's doing the same joke. Oh, I, I didn't, I never was an Olympian because of weed. It's uh try running a hundred yard dash after you smoke a J uh, good luck. It's like all the jokes about how it's not a performance enhancing drug are hack obviously. But the bigger thing is like, why are you not letting kids who have fucking t- Mike, M- Michael Phelps, had won eight golds in the Olympics and talked about killing himself. The most decorated athlete in the history of the Olympics almost killed himself after his fucking best Olympic performance. Let them smoke weed for health reasons. Yeah, well. Let football players do it for Monday morning pain. 
You'd rather be giving him cortisone shots and fucking hydrocodone? Well, now we're just talking. Now, so now the International Olympic Committee and every professional sports team, like everybody, is just in the pocket of big pharma. They are, sadly. Good. So get fucking the Uki Kabuki and the Alaskan Thunderfuck. You know, uh, is, that, is that real? What those are strain names, you know? Are those real uh, strain names? Well, Alaskan Thunderfuck is Uki Kabuki is a that's a sort of fictional. Name, what is the Alaskan one called? Alaskan Thunderfuck. What is that? It's fascinating. Yeah. There was an Alaskan strain. Um, oh, what's that thing grot, do to you? Grot doors. I don't know. I mean, it gets you high. You know, fucks you like thunder, I guess. That sounds amazing. Yeah. But let it all, the fucking OG Skywalker, get it all, you know, approved by whatever the fucking thing is so that we can well yeah the truth is they can just replace any of these companies so to speak leagues committees they can replace big pharma with what is now turning into big cannabis industry right but we're talking about a girl she admits to smoking it after finding out about her mom dying yeah all while training and qualifying for the Olympics. Let's talk about the pressure that goes with both of those things separately, put them together and be like, nah, you shouldn't be able to do that. What should she have done? Well, what they're saying, what they're saying is it'd be better if you drank a bottle of Jack Daniels. Exactly. Which is a problem. It's a a problem. It, It, you know, I, I will, I would personally argue with anyone. Wade Boggs, Eat a fucking edible. Don't drink 75 beers on a cross country flight. So I'm saying I would argue with anyone. Papa Zanny. If, if we if we if we did the if I had to debate somebody alcohol versus cannabis, I, you know, I, I would do it because I would say the overall effects health wise are, are better. Using cannabis and. But let's even look at it from the Olympic standpoint. You you know, if she did, if she did do that, if she went out and drank a bottle of Jack to handle her mom's thing, the next morning she can't fucking train. The next morning she doesn't feel good. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The overall health effects. So Saturday I did some, I did the most random stuff. I went to, I went to dinner with my oldest brother and his wife and her friend in downtown Cincinnati. And afterwards we went to, I can't believe we did this. It was so funny. We went to a charity rave. So I did a couple edibles. I'm talking, you know, it was a rave, you know, the glow sticks. There was a lit hula hooper, like a neon lit hula hooper. It was the whole nine yards. It was wild. It was in the back of this business in the parking lot. Good event to be on edibles, right? There was four, it was a four DJ set. It was great. The, the eclectic group of people was wild. I got pretty baked, like really baked, really baked. Whatever. I, I Ubered down there. I Ubered back, got great sleep. Goes back to your point. If she drank a bottle of Jack Daniels yesterday, I felt fine. I did my five miles. I did my pushups. There's no way I'm telling you, there is no way if old Andy gets lit drinking, there's no way I'm doing my exercise yesterday. There's no way. There's just no way. Or I hate myself. That's that's the point of the different side effects 
of what they want, or I'm sorry, not that whoever it is, the big corporations of alcohol versus weed, whatever it is. Luckily, I have faith because it is changing and more and more states are legalizing it. And I think more and more people are seeing that. Cool story for fucking Shakari Williams or whatever the fuck her name is, Shakari Richardson, who's never going to fucking be able to run this year. Like, I, cool, I know, like, it sucks. Great. Yeah, fucking. But, but again, she, look, I'm not justifying. She did know the rules and she admitted. The rules are fucking stupid. Then how, my, then my question is, how do we change the rules? Because well, therein lies the problem. This will probably fucking help. But then there's also, how do we change the rules? Like, oh, God, the inner, like, I mean, let's talk about fucking fraudulent systems. Again, the International Olympic Committee. Oh, cool. That, this, this committee that's just a, a cesspool of bribery and fucking underground and like mob related, like just, it's just, just, it, you know, like everything about it is fraudulent. And now we're like, huh, how do we fix? But the problem is like, like I would say this because I've thought about all this stuff and I'm like, okay, so how do you change this? The problem is I'm going to watch the Olympics. You're going to watch the Olympics. We're only contributing to not changing it because they're, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I don't I'll know. Also watch, I'll also watch her fucking going on YouTube and being like, whoever wins, I'll fucking race you one-on-one. Let's go. I'd watch it before I watch Jake Paul fight fucking, you know. Mark Paul Gossler. <laughs> yeah. In a fucking you know, YouTube boxing match. We watch all the shit. What should she do? She should start a TikTok account and call out every single sprinter and be like, whoever you got, whoever wins, I'll race you high on weed on fucking YouTube or whatever. Yeah. I'll watch that too. But you see my point, right? Like people are going to continue to watch, which means I don't think people change until there's a huge backlash or outcry or it affects their bottom line. I don't know what would affect the Olympics bottom line. You know, if, what, if sponsors pulled what out needs to happen, I think what needs to happen is a couple sprinters who fucking win. Remember the fists? I mean, they just need to get up on the podium and give the fucking smoke Joint. reaper sign. That'd be pretty funny while holding yeah. a bong. Yeah. Just, just do this. Just even, just even like the bong, you know, miming on the, on the thing. I stand with Shikari. Yeah. It sucks, man. It, it just sucks that one of the best racers again, who has a lot of, fanfare behind her can't run and also man it's every four years and it's also the thing is like oh well if you had done it but you hadn't been doing like remember the whole mike michael phelps smoking weed like think like we know it happened but it just happened between happened in two, it happened in 2009 right happened yeah, it, was, post, it was post 2008 olympics in right. uh but, china but but early enough that it didn't affect 2012 Olympics. Yeah, sucks. Well, we have a lot of calls I'd like to get to today. Let's do it. 310-359-8365 is the hotline. Thank you for your latest podcast reviews. 
I will reach out to you this week to get those koozies out. Leave your Instagram or Twitter handle in those reviews and I will send out koozies. Also, real quick, Dirtballs, if the show isn't up because we had we had problems with Spotify recently and also last week with Apple. Guys, if the show is not up, we got to think outside the box a little, Dirtballs. <laughs> if, if you listen to the show on Apple and it's not up there, go to Spotify, go to YouTube, go to SoundCloud. If it's not up on, if it's not up on Spotify, go to Apple, go to YouTube, go to SoundCloud, go to Stitcher. We should be available where all podcasts are basically available. So if it's not on the main app and you want to listen to the show, just check out another format. It's pretty funny. Now, I, now I'm sorry these things have happened. I have no control of this. These are multi-billion dollar corporations that I don't really have contacts with. So when these things happen and I'm getting DMs like, yo, where's the fucking show? And I, and, and I, and I love that you want to hear the show, but I'm also like, dude, come on. You know, we do every show on YouTube. Like just, just go to YouTube. Anyway, just wanted to put that disclaimer out. Think a little outside the box, just like the international Olympic committee. Okay. We'll start off with uh, John Smith. want to say everybody enjoy a wonderful Joe Prano day enjoying a fine Pilsner Miller Lite. But I wanted to ask you boys about uh, this name, image, and likeness. Uh, there are a few uh, interesting things that could come up with this, one being everything that these student-athletes receive, they'll have to pay taxes on. Also, if they wear their university uniforms, they could have to pay the university for those. Uh, also, uh, another big thing is that uh, all of those deals will have to be declared to the universities where, uh, I remember Joe had said, uh, you know, other places could pay them to go other places, but you know, all those deals will have to be declared to the university so everyone will know what they are doing. But with this being said, in years past, what would be the uh, biggest athlete to uh, come away with the biggest deals? I would say Jenny Finch, Arizona pitcher, because guess what? Thirsty dudes will pay. Talk to you later. Stay dirty, boys. Okay, so it sounds like he shed some light on things that we both did not know, um, that there has to be a lot of transparency, which supposedly, I will say, who knows what goes on, just like right now, before any of this happened, under the table. Right. So that's a concern of course um i agree with the the thirst traps and if you've seen it's crazy i don't know if you how closely you follow it i was fascinated when all this happened because i'm seeing athletes i've never heard of well i saw the the first one of the first ones i saw was this girl i've seen on tiktok the lsu like, does yeah she's, the LSU, she's very attractive she's very attractive. i don't even i don't even know i've never even seen her face i just seen her yeah. do backflips on the beach She's hot. So, yeah. so the people getting these big deals already, a lot of them aren't even big schools. Like those attractive twins who play for Fresno. It's not like Fresno state is a powerhouse for women's basketball. Right. They got a big deal. Right. And then there's, I've seen random, I'm not even talking like big name athletes. I'm talking like, I've seen some random wrestlers who apparently had a fall. You, you know what I'm saying? Like sports you wouldn't think of now they could be outliers. Right. But 
Well, I got a message the other day from Patrick Hine, one of our one of our dirt balls. He said, "Hey, Prano, reaching out to spitball the idea of becoming the first ever dirty sports college athlete." Yeah, he DM me too. I got a picture Division Two level at Southern Nazarene University in Oklahoma City. I've been listening to the show ever since Cubs won the World Series. We'll skip over that part. I have no idea what this would entail, but it would be an honor to be the first rep for the DSPN bump. I kind of love the idea of some dirty sports athletes. And I, and I think we just can't pay them. <laughs> right. Well, you know, there, we, there's, there's perks, you know, um, like for example, if Patrick is, uh, if Patrick is over the age of 21, um, I will happily send him via Venmo the uh, equivalent of one 12 pack of Miller light and sponsor, you know, a uh, post pitching outing. Uh, I know. Uh, yeah. Like, pill, you know, enjoy the America's greatest Pilsner because you're now a sponsored athlete by dirty sports. Yeah. Like, obviously we don't have, I, I saw Barstool was doing this. They have. Yeah. Barstool no, can get fucked. Well, they have. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, some some Ponzi scheme where he's stealing it from some small business. He like no, no, I'm not, no, I don't think that. I don't think open. that. I don't think that. The under the table, you know. Well, what I was gonna say is they under table the money from some pizza shop. He he took a shoebox full of money to give an eight point nine on their pizza review. They have millions of dollars at disposal. What I was yeah. gonna say. You really don't like them, do you? I mean, just listen. The idea that fucking bar like what i don't like about barstool is that you know our fans the dirty sports podcast fans we have some crazy weird i mean you think about like with all the jokes we made over the years i'm just sitting front row at a saint you know a, a san francisco game the whole crowd sitting down i turn around there's one guy staring at me in a bill walton shirt and it turns out to be fat jason kid and you know like we have met some crazy individuals I mean, I am not defending the lunacy that makes up the dirtball fam. But every time I go on some tweet about whatever and some, you know, about whatever, Shikari, you know, some somebody under it, it's like, oh, maybe the fucking dumb bitch shouldn't be a fucking cannabis junkie. And then you're like, you click on it and like, you're like, oh, fucking Barstool Sports no, in the fucking bio. I, I actually don't think, I think they, they would, I, I would uh, I would think most of their fans wouldn't agree with that. Uh, well, here's all I know is like the amount of times. And Joe, I assume we have a big crossover, to be honest. That's fine. And I listen. My thing is the amount of times that I have, you know, been like or I, even sometimes on a crossover where I'll see some idiotic take for some dirt ball. I'm like, uh, am I surprised that you have fucking team Portnoy in your bio? Like, no, I'm not like. It's just, I mean, talk about cheddar dickery. I feel like the crossover. And and by the way, I get that the pardon my take is one thing and Barstool is this other, you know, and there's things like, I, it so, seems like some of the kids that follow pardon my take, you know, normal things. But the kids that are like fucking Barstool this, rah, rah, that, it just always tends to have that like hella douche vibe to me. And I'm just like, I'm glad that as weird as like, you know, the kid showing up at Laz's house, who I thought for sure had a bomb in his backpack is like, I'm just glad he didn't stick around to like date rape somebody. 
There's a popped collar barstool crowd. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. What? You went there on the you went on the last thing. Oh boy. R.I.P. bro. <laughs> That's where I'm picking up from that. You went there. You really went there. Speaking of dirt balls, I had a had a lovely dinner the other night with Jay Lloyd. Oh, nice. Went to Eddie If's favorite spot in Cincinnati, Montgomery Inn, where they have the barbecue ribs. Yeah, how were those? Did you get the ribs? Yeah, they're pretty good. I also had a pork chop, but we, we were laughing. I, I want to go down memory lane real quick. We, we were laughing, talking about uh, the dirtball meetup in Chicago, and we were both debating whatever happened to Gino from Reno, and we were we were sharing pictures on each other's phone of Gino from Reno. Remember when he would pass out at the bar like this? Yeah. I don't know the last time I saw Gino from Reno, but he did go, he did come to one of my shows in Tahoe with like a bucket of stuff. Literally like walked in. He was so mad at the people at the bar because they wouldn't let him in with a bucket of like Miller lights and koozies and like, you know, figurines and whatever. They're like, you can't bring this into the bar. And he's like, why not? It's a gift for no chill. They're like, I don't know who that is or what this is about. Oh, he's he's a prime example of like out there dirtball. But but we I love, love him. the out there. Like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah we like we I love him take, for it. I will take weird over douche bro a million times out of a million. Well, and, the, and honestly, and I go back to it is like the the number of people like I've I've blocked over the years for just some horrific, horrible, like racist or wall defending hot take or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I know. Just you have I blocked you. I hope you keep listening, but like keep listening to Barstool or whatever. It's like it's fine. Well, let's let's move along here as I'm looking at the time. We we got a lot of calls. Here's a here's an interesting one that I think we could have various answers on. Hey boys. John Nolan Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, I was recently in Vegas and uh, they had a, a restaurant that was like by Aisha Curry, but with the chef because she's not a chef because she's fucking everywhere. And I don't know why. And really just, she's really annoying, I think, because <clears throat> she's famous just for really being Steph's wife. I don't understand the obsession in life. She has to be out on everything. So made me wonder, who do you think is the most annoying uh, wag out there? Um, I mean, she's up there for me. Definitely Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend or fiance. Just because she's so nuts. Um, but what do you guys think? Stay dirty. That's a good question. I've never got this one before. The most annoying wag. I'm going hard on his second suggestion. I'm going hard on Mahomes' girlfriend, wife. She, she's pretty annoying. Oh, my God. This screaming. I mean, who else is up there? Aisha Curry is like kind of annoying, but like not, you know, whatever. I mean, she she got involved in the whole like oh, the NBA is rigged. Yeah, she's been pretty quiet since then on that front. Yeah, now look, Aisha Curry, dude, she's famous because she's attractive. Like she's a pretty woman. So, you know, th that's I don't know. I I don't. Here's what I find interesting: like these women, they someone really thrust themselves into the spotlight, i.e. Mahomes' fiance. I don't know if they got married, but I think they did. Okay. So his wife. Like, that's gotta be a weird label. 
Like you're known as the star athlete's wife. I also hate that. You know what I hate too is like Patrick Mahomes got a half a Billy, right? Do you have to have like your, do you have to have a yoga brand? Like what? Like, no, I'm like a self-made person. I make, I make, you know, I make headbands to cover your six head. Like, like it, it, it just, when the, when the wag like has their thing, that's like, we get it. Your half a billion dollar husband, like underwrote your thing. It's, it, it just screams. It's, it's, it's Tinder CEO. It, well, you could say the same with Aisha with her cooking. Yeah. It's like, you know, but, but at least in that case, somebody like gave her the thing. They were like, oh, we're going to give you the show. We're going to try to capitalize on your fame. Yeah. Oh, I'm making yoga pants. It's like, ugh. Just can you just let Patrick Holmes keep that two million dollars and not have to like spend it on a yoga brand? Yeah, she's probably number one because of the insanity of the games and having. I mean, who else is up there at this point? Like, who else is out there? Like, what's his name's? You know, Miko Grimes was a fucking insane person. But um, she, but oh, hold on, hold on. He, she she, it's not like. What was his name? Brent Grimes? Was that the TV? Yeah. Yeah. It's not like he's a huge name. Right. She. I, I, dude, I know. The other thing is, I know this is a whole world. I don't even know any of them. I know this whole. There's there's TV shows about this. Yeah, there is. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know any of them. So based on that alone, I'm going for sure with Mahomes because, like, I can't avoid that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's I don't know who can compete with that. And and he's got his brother competing with her for the obnoxious stuff. I think it says a lot about Patrick Mahomes that he's a laid back, chill dude. Like I almost think it's a compliment to him, his wife, his yeah, family. I don't care. That's what I'm saying. Like he just doesn't care. I think it's a compliment to him. It's like, dude, my wife is so obnoxious, and I'm just like, whatever. I'm just winning. MVPs and Super Bowls and throwing. I just think also like I'm not. He's, I think he's up there with most talented quarterbacks that we've ever seen play this game. He also just seems like kind of a dork. Sure. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I I, I honestly don't know who could compete. But th don't you see my point? It's kind of got to be a weird thing. Like your whole identity is known as this dude's wife. Like that's gotta be, it, it, it's gotta be a weird, like that's your identity. Like, it's like, it's different than Giselle. A hundred percent. Well, she makes more than Brady anyway. Right. Like, she built her own career, her own businesses. That, that, that is the funny difference right there. The posh, very well-mannered, you know, like that type of style they show her at the Super Bowl. I mean, she still does her thing. You can't get throw it and catch it himself. Like you're like, shut the no, fuck up. No, no, she but she does her thing. But my point is when they show her and then get they the show fucking. you know, and they show a homes girl and she's like, ah, you know, just like dude, you're you're at to like my aunt in a high school football game. Yeah. Like rooting on her nephew. What what are you, what are you doing? All right. I teased this last week. It seems we have found some 
New Jersey, Tom's River connections within the dirtball fam. Right. This, it's pretty the, mind-blowing. The Tom's River connection. Here it is. Is the Tom's River the hotbed of dirtballs? I don't know. Is it the epicenter of the dirtball fam? Could be. Let's see. Let's hear this out. What's going on, boys? Kyle and Austin calling back once again from beautiful Tom's River, New Jersey, home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions. So um, my call was uh, successful. I've now gotten a follow request from Ray Danisco. I guess they are brothers, him and Nick, on Instagram. And you guys might not believe this. My girlfriend's half-brother, who's older, his cousin, his cousins are Ray and Nick. Sorry to give you the family tree here, but... You are, you guys are literally connecting families together. So I, when I heard Nick say his last name, I was like, damn, I think that's like my girlfriend's, or at least spelled similarly. There's tons of guineas in New Jersey, but it's like, that's like my girlfriend's half brother's last name. I sent him to her and she's like, oh my God, that's, that's half brother's, my brother's cousin. Unbelievable. I don't have any questions. I don't have any comments before, but you guys are literally connecting families together. The chances of this happening are, absolutely fucking incredible they're probably worse chances than doc rivers winning another championship in the nba i love you boys ray i haven't even talked to you yet you're the fucking homie all right let's go devils so his girlfriend's i mean that was full christy swanson and ferris bueller's vibes like aronofsky's like his brothers her half brothers cousins yeah definitely saw andy ruther pass out it Baskin Robbins. Yeah. So his cousin, I'm sorry, his girlfriend's cousin's girlfriend's ha, dude, half no. bro, his girlfriend's half brother's cousins. Are the, the Dinesco. <laughs> the Dinesco brothers. Kyle also canceled himself with that that dig at your Italian heritage. I mean, I, I take it from 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 a New Jersey. I know, I'm joking. Sopranos lover. I take it as a compliment. Are you gonna are you gonna watch the Sopranos movie? Absolutely, absolutely. To to me, you know, ret, like the retroactive, like the way people have retroactively decided, like Sopranos isn't the greatest TV show of all. I'm like, get get fucked. It's a great show. I think I still think it's the greatest show in TV history. Oh, you're like, going that far? Yeah, because I think what it did. Uh, you can only be as good as the time you're in. Like have have shows have shows like has uh, here's what I'll say. I think The Sopranos alone is responsible Breaking Bad for but just so much great television that has come after it. They're like, "Hey, we can do a fucking heavy like tons of characters, time and place, like all this stuff. Like it was the beginning." It's the beginning of Sunday night fucking HBO. Like it's Sunday, sit down, watch HBO. Now think about all the shows that now have come out of like that Sunday night hotspot. Game of Thrones, Succession. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. And then, and then at the time, what it was, I mean, it was so good to me. It's still, I mean, is every episode the best episode of TV ever? No. You know, is there disappointing episodes of The Sopranos? Yeah. Are there ridiculous characters in The Sopranos that never should have appeared? Yeah. You know, uh, but overall, I still think it's responsible, like being like, oh, you know, The Wire. Like, first of all, 
I'm a Sopranos over the wire guy, but I love the wire. I think the wire is also up there, but like, again, just for what it was, when it was and everything that came after it, like, I still think it's the greatest in television history. I think it changed the game. I didn't even know, you know, I watched the trailer last week that, you know, his son, James Gandolfini's son, is going to play a young Gandolfini. Yeah. Young Tony Soprano. I was actually disappointed. I knew, I knew that they were talking about it for a long time. I was disappointed. It's like, I would have rather had the, uh, I would rather had like the one season mini series, like give me eight episodes of this I agree. as opposed to a movie, but like, I agree. whatever. It's fine. Yeah. I feel the same way. All right. We'll do one more call. Yo, it's Connor from Philly and I'm watching the Yankees angels game right now. And Otani just hit another moonshot and this guy's got to be the best player in the league right i mean he's doing it at the plate and he's putting up all-star numbers at the plate and on the mound i don't know what other players giving you that value so yeah condoms are for the red sox thanks i mean i'm i'm like i'm I'm looking it up right now because i want to know his his five point he has a five point two war in twenty twenty one. What's crazy is like even when you go on the thing, so he's in twenty twenty one, he's three and one. He's at three point six oh ERA. He started twelve games. I mean, his his hitting right now, like it's it's bananas. It is bananas. Like the fact that he's hitting like this is crazy. Um, you know, there's all this discussion of, oh, should he just hit? Should he just pitch? Should he just do this? And it's like, no, first of all, absolutely not on this Anaheim team. They, they're desperate for pitching. So he's, you know, he's giving them in, insane value in terms of, of being a guy who can also pitch. Um, I'm just looking up 2021. MLB war leaders. He's got to be right there, right? Like this is this is odd. I, he's I'm looking at it. And Where there's is so he? many Well, there's so many he's, different he's tw- so many different I'm, wars. I'm looking at ESPN's. He's 12th on ESPN's at 3.6. Right. He gets a negative 0.6 for defense. Uh baseball reference has him right behind Zach Wheeler. 5.2 and right above Jacob deGrom at 4.8. I mean, he's up there. He's up there for greatest player in baseball at the moment. I mean, obviously it takes, to me, it takes longer than one year to like value somebody's, you know, whatever, but he's up. He's certainly up there right now. He's already tied. Uh... Tatis deGrom. Otani, Trout's obviously been hurt. Those are the guys. Acuna. Like those are the guys. He's tied for the most home runs ever by a Japanese-born player by uh, Hideki. Uh, what Matsumi? Matsui, Matsui. Yeah, thirty-one already at the All-Star break. Yeah, I mean it's insane. 
he's fast as shit. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty he's pretty amazing. Unlike anything we've seen. I love it. It's good for well, baseball. Those are uh, those gonna be the calls today. Again, 310-359-8365. If you left the call, I still have a lot in the log. We'll get to those. I want remember how I was talking about before, like the take her and run her against somebody else, have her be on weed. You know what else I'd watch? I'd watch uh I'd watch an off season uh DeGrom pitching to Otani, Otani pitching to DeGrom, fucking half hour. If Major League Baseball is smart, they'd go to the old, the old uh, home run derby. Remember the old show that was like a home run derby? It was like two players and they'd have a like fucking derby off. First of all, I'd bring that back, but I would definitely watch a little exhibition. How many times can DeGrom get Otani out and how many times can Otani get DeGrom out in 10, 10 at bats? Yeah, that would be good. Give it to me. If anybody out there is a uh, sports television producer uh, wants to connect me with Otani and Degrom, we can turn this into a TV special. Do you, do you need that in your veins, as the kids say? Yeah, sheesh, or whatever the kids are doing. I say put that. What I say, put that in my veins. Yeah, I need that in my veins. Yeah. All right, guys, that's the show. Follow us on Twitter and IG at the Dirty Sports. Again, rate review on podcast Apple. If you drop a Twitter or IG handle, I will send you koozies in the mail. At Joe Prano on all things social media except for Twitter at Fix Your Life. Shout out to everybody who's already spent sent a hashtag Joe Prano day of you drinking Miller Light on this lovely holiday Monday. Warms my heart, cools my my soul. Uh, I, I just love seeing people spending their holiday weekend drinking some Miller lights. So appreciate that. And just like, you know, honored, honored by it. Like want, you know, what the idea that people drink Miller light, think of Joe Prano as they do it. It, it makes me happy. And, uh, yeah, follow all that stuff and we'll see you soon. Cool guys. Yeah. That's the show. Looking forward to NBA finals starting and, uh, we got, we got a lot happening this week. Uh, you guys have a great few days. Again, if the show is not up for some reason right away on the format you listen to. Check out another one and subscribe to it on that format while you're at it. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great first week of July. See you in a few days. And as always, stay dirty.